You're listening to the BJJ Globetrotters Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you from St. Bart in the French West Indies. We talk jiu-jitsu, traveling, and people who do things a bit different in life. I am your host, Christian Graugard. Welcome to episode 13 of the BJJ Globetrotters Pirate Radio Podcast. Uh, it's been a few months since the last episode, but um, in fact I recorded this also uh, at the Iceland camp, just like the, the last episode with uh, Charles Harriet. Um, I brought my little travel microphone, and while I had a few technical issues with, with the recording with Charles, um, this one should be uh, uh, better. Before we get started, um, this episode is, uh, I wouldn't say sponsored, but I kind of like this uh, this project, so I thought I would mention it because it's starting to get more involved in Globetrotters and the camps. Um, my friend Ruin from Ireland, uh, he lives in Germany, He um, he's running this project called The Hero with a Thousand Holds. It's it's turned into a few, few things. It really started as... Uh, he made some historical jiu-jitsu maps, which were super interesting. Um, but um, it quickly evolved into a podcast where he's um, he's doing some really interesting episodes on like uh, historical uh, wrestling arts um, around the world. And uh, recently it turned into a project of reviving um, an old Irish wrestling style called Collar and Elbow. And... Um, this um, resulted in him researching um, the rules of the style and uh, actually doing a workshop at, at our recent uh, summer camp in Germany. And he did a workshop on the rules and uh, the kind of the techniques and then held uh, a tournament, uh, a little competition with super fights. You can look up the project on thousandholds.net. Um, where you can check the podcast, the maps, and also the Colour and Project. And if you go onto YouTube, you will also be able to look up Irish Colour and Elbow and actually see those matches from um, from the summer camp that we did. So what's been going on since the last episode? Um, not much, I would say, but at the same time, a lot. <laughs> um, I recently came back from two camps back-to-back, which were kind of ambitious. I mean... We originally just planned to do the Sen camp in Poland, which is like a, it's it's a little bit weird. It's like a Japanese themed camp in a forest in Poland. Yeah, don't ask. Um, it's quite a unique experience, and uh, at some point I got the opportunity to do a camp in Arizona and like in the desert. And um, the only week that kind of worked out was directly after Poland. So I thought, hey, why not? Let's go from a Japanese village in the forest in Poland directly to Arizona and do a camp in the desert, just to kind of experience that contrast. Um, I must say it was a little bit hard. We're probably not going to do it again. Like it was a nine hour time difference and uh, the jet lag was uh, was a little bit tough to deal with for the first few days. But I mean, we had a great time in Arizona, obviously. And uh, it was really cool to do a first camp there with, there was 150 participants plus the locals. So it was quite a big one. And um yeah, really nice to see a lot of new faces there. A lot of people from that area who, who hasn't been able to go to the camps before and, and now they managed to go and, and um, kind of get involved. So so that was 
super fun and we decided to do it again but next year i'm definitely not going to go directly from poland so um the arizona camp next year is is going to be end of march which is kind of soon like it's in five six months um but anyway the website is already up so if you want to check it out it's just bjjglobecharters.com slash camps apart from that it's winter season which means i'm going to do two camps here in san bart um the next one is already in less than two weeks um super excited to have some guests on the island again it's full the camp it's um 50 people here so we're going to be super busy um and uh, after that is the winter camp the classic winter camp is the sixth year sixth year of the winter camp which is the longest running of all camps um purely because i want to go snowboarding every year so um that's why we have to go back there uh, i really love the place and it's obviously beautiful in the alps in the winter so i'm super excited to go back uh, and do something very different than the other camps the rest of the year in this episode i'm interviewing a guy that if you train jiu-jitsu and you have been online for the last few years you must have heard about uh, prit who is um, an instructor coming out of estonia um, he started going to the camps a few years ago and um, i remember the first camp ever he did was in belgium and he had this little little group of people just hanging around him at the open mats all the time when he was talking about like uh his philosophy on teaching and training and the group kind of grew and um and uh recently he's been to pretty much every single camp to teach um and he has a really interesting approach to jiu-jitsu and to teaching um and i think this is really unique in a time where teaching jiu-jitsu is is really something that's difficult unless you're like a celebrity um unless you're like a competition celebrity or something, it's really difficult to to reach um, people with with your like technical instruction. But Prita somehow taken a few themes of jiu-jitsu, especially like defensive stuff, and and kind of repackaged it in a way that people have not seen before. And uh, I think he's uh, it's really impressive what he's done and, and he's fully booked with seminars pretty much for the next at least a year or I think like the next full year he's like fully booked every single weekend for the next year which is quite impressive for someone who doesn't compete and is not like a, a celebrity in terms of like um, competition results or anything like that because usually when people book someone for seminars it's it's often because of the celebrity value more than the actual material but this guy has managed to become probably the most sought after instructor um outside of the jiu-jitsu celebrity world for i think at the moment it must be i can't imagine anyone else teaching that much um unless they are like teaching in their own affiliations or something so anyway um i talked to prit for a good hour in iceland and um i'll just leave you with the interview and then i'll be back afterwards Cheers. Cheers. Preet, welcome to the podcast. Uh, happy to be here. <laughs> you know, edge of the world. Yes. This is uh, the second interview I managed to do at the Iceland camp. I thought a beer was, was appropriate because that kind of symbolizes the beginning of our relationship when I was really drunk all the time. I think so. When, when was that? 
You remember when I came to all the all the camps in Estonia? Back in the days? Oh, that, you this mean, like, the, you mean like old days? Okay. 13 years ago or something. Yes, the Danish people that came to the camp never trained. <laughs> Let's never is not, not much to say, but yeah, you trained as little as possible. <laughs> you rented the house and yeah, so. Well, it's funny because it's true. Hmm? Yeah, we were all envying you in, in that sense, you know. Rich, rich Danes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. No, this was before, was this before the Euro, I think? It was still I'm, really cheap in, in Estonia. I have no clue. Uh, yeah, I came with the with the thought that I was going to train a lot, and um, I was young, strong. Didn't know. I I felt like my jiu-jitsu was pretty much unbeatable. And then uh, <laughs> I remember I came to to uh, Estonia, and I realized, oh damn, I need. To, <laughs> I have a lot to learn. Like uh, I need to be way better at like I need to know much more about wrestling and like posture and. And like I, I, I noticed how you guys had like a real, really kind of scientific approach to everything, like really methodical. And I remember how much it hurt, you know, like because I started training a lot, and like Martin just absolutely, he like squeezed every bit of confidence out, <laughs> out of my body. That's what it does. Yeah, and uh, and there was a few other guys, and there was you. I remember, I remember I met you, and of course Stoneface Prid. Yes. Um, I was like Christian, do you want to roll? I know. I, actually, I remember I was teaching a few classes, and it was super intimidating. Because because you and Martin and a few of the other like really good guys were like sitting on the side, and and like talking or or just watching and not following the class but kind of looking, and I felt like oh damn, they're judging me for my poor technique. Probably we did. You know. Probably we did. And I'm like oh no oh no I'm re I, I don't know what I'm talking about here, and I was like damn that's so intimidating. And then you're like let's roll. And I remember someone said just before like yeah sure let's go pretty. And I was like pretty. You were pretty. You were you were kind of a big guy at that point. You didn't do the fast. You're like pretty strong. Maybe I just remember you yeah, being like big. Guy. I've been up and down all the time. <laughs> anyway, it, yeah. I remember someone says he's gonna take your back and armbar you from the back. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay. And that's exciting. You did it like five times. That just absolutely like destroyed me. I, and you you went so hard and so strong. I just had no answer whatsoever. And then I, I looked at your face and we shook hands, and that little smile and not like hmm. Like, like, disapprove. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, this guy's such an idiot. <laughs> he, yes. he, 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 he has like, he, he thinks I'm a complete fake. <laughs> I was just about to ask that. What was, what did I do back then? But when, when, when you said armor from the back, that was my thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, I have a lot to learn. <laughs> so anyway, that was our introduction. And then we found out that Estonia is a pretty funny place, you know. Yes. It's, a, it's a pretty funny place to go out. It's all in it, in its all seriousness. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's a pretty funny place. People are kind of uh, nice, you know. It's fun and uh, it was very light and it felt very. I was surprised because I always I thought it would be more like like Russian, in a way. That was just like my complete prejudice like uh, thought about it because I had never been to that corner of the world. And then I come there and it's like oh it's kind of like Scandinavia. It's like, like a little bit kind of Swedish, Finnish style the buildings look just and, and then like people are kind of the same and and uh, it's light all night and like oh damn let's let's have a beer and then uh and that's 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 how the estonian camps ended up being just like party trips for me and my friends how many time you came like uh three you four guys times uh, yeah. or something at least yeah. you danes were coming yeah and I, to be fair i always brought a lot of people there and and a lot of them trained but yeah. just not me you know i was like <laughs> yeah, you were always like yeah yeah bringing people and I guess, you know, back in the day, it was nice that somebody traveled and we had somebody to roll with them. Yeah. I also remember 
another episode, maybe at one of the, maybe the second or third time I was there. And we had this really nice barbecue in someone's house. <laughs> I remember I was doing like a salmon, like a whole salmon. He was like, this is so cheap in Estonia, let's buy an entire salmon. And you were super drunk on vodka. Like, this was the first time I've seen you really drunk. You were just like downing a bottle of vodka or something. And you're sitting on a chair in the middle of the garden with everyone around us. And at some point, you like, you called me out. Like, when you were pretty drunk, you're like, Christian, come here. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what? Okay. What, what, Prince? What, Prince? And it's like, it's like you come here and don't even want to train. <laughs> and I'm like, and I remember I said, yeah, but I actually never said I came here to train. And you're like, oh, okay, that's right. That's true. And then that kind of settles it, settled it in a way. Yeah, it's facts, you know. That yeah, yeah. The fa the <laughs> always been fascinated with these facts. And <laughs> yeah. it was like, yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, you didn't say it. So I can't judge you, so to speak. <laughs> anyway, yeah. that was an interesting kind of, uh, we had an interesting start of our relationship. And then some time went by. How did I, how did I catch up with you again? I don't know because Many years I, I remember always like Martin in the in Estonian camps, I think Martin. I invited I, Martin to Denmark I, many yeah, times. You're, you're getting along with Martin and I, 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 I don't know. He had more jokes, Prit. Yes. I, I don't say we don't get along, but yeah, we didn't like, you know, hook up or something. <laughs> We're not initially compatible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then I was also, I, I met you also and I was teaching and previous rumble sport that was next to the yeah, CSA. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you I, was a, I was a month or something, I was there, yeah. next to you, with Thomas Lacour. That's right. And uh, we, I think we, I met you there also. You had the CrossFit gym below. I saw that place, you were up. Yeah. And I guess, you know, we still, we had some chit-chat and... Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, for me, I think, uh, I said it before, I think, or we said it to each other before, in some form, that uh, I think the Globetrotters and everything kind of, I actually, after that, I understood you more. Yeah. Before, yeah, I, 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 I didn't get you. I was just a young guy showing up wearing sunglasses at night and drinking yeah. all night. We had a good time. Yeah, because I don't know how it actually started. I don't know why I messaged you or, you know, can I come to the camp or... It was, it I, was even, even I left SPG like last year. Right. But that was 2017. Yeah. So, I uh, We yeah. talked about that before you left. Uh, yeah, we were kind of on the same because I was part of the SPG for a while. But that's like many, many years back. But in that sense, we're kind of in the same kind of... Yeah, yeah your, your videos with Matt were, you know, Denmark stuff, you know, liveness and everything. Yeah. They were very popular in, in yeah. our group in Estonia. They were one of the first clips and stuff and made sense. And so yeah, yeah. everybody kind of knew you. Yeah, I think a few years back, I don't know, but you were doing something and it was kind of interesting. Hmm. Who was I talking with? I don't remember. But I, I remember I was thinking, uh, because like we were thinking, oh, that Prit guy, it's difficult to get along with, kind of, you know. And uh, and remember, I was thinking, and then uh, it was maybe a point where where I was thinking like uh, I've been trying to to do this about like keeping really an open mind towards everyone I meet and and treat everyone as a potential next best friend. That's like how I, how yeah. I try to live my life. You know? And I think I was I was I was been thinking a lot about that like in periods and thinking, okay, so so who have I kind of left behind in a way like is there anyone that i didn't give a chance or something and, <laughs> and then i kind of catch up on some people you know and like say hey and sometimes i message someone i haven't talked to in years and they say how are you doing like and see if maybe some ideas pop up and i think i was in that in a period of that and then you kind of you were like doing some video or something i don't know you did something that went like slightly viral in a way or you're doing a seminar and that's when i, I messaged you we kind of looked back through the messenger 
conversation. But I think I just said, oh, let me try and message this guy, see if he wants to come. So I think, I think it was one of those where like, I just think, did I lose someone on the way that I could, could have given a chance? Like, uh, what, what if I approach someone with, with a different mindset? And I'm like, hey, uh, Prittis, I like what you're doing. Like, why don't you, uh, do, do you want to come and, do you want to come and maybe try to be part of the camps one day and see how it goes? And I think initially you were a little bit like, meh. I don't think you were initially like super excited about it. Or maybe that's just yeah. how I felt about it. <clears throat> yeah, just, I don't know why I have that kind of selective memory. <laughs> uh, I have no clue. Uh, but uh, if somebody would ask again, like, why did you join or why did you felt to join? I don't know. Like Globetrotters or Yeah, Globetrotters are gone, yeah. So because uh, probably I was feeling like, you know, drifting a little bit then. Mm. And uh, I guess the Globetrotters also to me a little bit, I, I've seen it, what you guys do. And, you know, from outside, I think it looks kind of appealing also. Yeah. That all the pictures and stuff and... But, yeah. but it also looks kind of not too serious in a way, which yes. doesn't really usually attract you. I, I would say that would probably what people would think doesn't attract you. Right? Yeah, but somehow, yeah, somehow we were, let's say, both ready or something. <laughs> for for each other, yeah, this for each other. <laughs> yeah. Because in that sense, I'm, I've used it all the time, but you know, there has to be a God because it's a joke in that sense. <laughs> uh, because everything happened to me, like I got a gym, you know, this actually in August, there's two years. Yeah. I got a gym. So literally two years ago, I, I started my first campus 2017 in Copenhagen. So mm. two years ago, I got a gym. Uh, then it was, you know, DVDs, then this, and then, you know, I'm traveling every, or all weekends are booked. So kind of everything happened in a really, really, I don't know if I worked for it, if I did it, or everything has clicked, you know, finding club trotters kind of solved so many problems that, that I have and the exposure, everything, DVDs and stuff and getting along with people. And it's sort of certain like maturity or something, I don't know, mm. that, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, because back in it, I was. I can also say like I wanted to have like a better communication with you, mm. but I didn't know how. Right. Because I didn't have anything in common or something yeah, what exactly. to talk about. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> and then it's as a socialing, I have really hard time opening up. Yeah. And just to talk about you know the air. Yes. Uh, it's very very yeah. hard for me to talk about air, and uh, then it's like you know Martin was kind of more open and socially and right. I think that he's younger also and more than your age or something yeah yeah. so kind of like yeah he fit in really well with the yeah. whole like so because I was there in rumble sport next to you when he was teaching in your gym that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I met him I know he was teaching teaching some of the unsweepable and stuff and I was like always like I kind of because I knew from SPG and stuff mm. and kind of I always want to like get along and you know mm. uh, because you were doing interesting things and I was like, God damn it, it's very hard for me. And then I didn't push it because, you know, seems that everything, there's the right time or something. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've learned, so to, so to speak, from life so far. You just have but to do you be. Think maybe, I think maybe, as I see it, just from the outside, I think maybe there's been kind of a little of, of a kind of a switch in karma. Just how I uh, like completely subjectively have kind of observed you over the last many years. It's kind of a switch in karma where before I, I, I saw you as a very kind of Closed, kind of arrogant, maybe even uh, like nothing in common. And then there's something that switches where you, where you start to give things away and you start to give things to people. And, and you use kind of your way of thinking to give people something that is not necessarily, you know, they pay for or whatever. You just kind of, you manage to kind of send out something out of, yeah. out of your little cave of being, <laughs> I don't know, closed in, kind of difficult to approach. Something comes out that's kind of, I think I, I can kind of use the term genius because there's nobody else has been thinking kind of in this angle on, on some of these things. 
and people are like, wow, this really helps me. You know, like this has been a huge help in my game and I understand Jiu Jitsu much better. And I see once you start like giving that away, like you could, like, karma is maybe not the right word, but you know, you, you do something nice for a lot of people suddenly and they, and they feel like, oh damn, pretty is helping me a lot. And then you see the whole type turning and, and you, you plant yeah. all these seeds of helping people and, and things happen as you say, you, you start traveling yeah. all the time and make DVDs yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it, it has been a definitely right. It, and uh, yeah, I thought, the, you know, this old communication and everything. So people have also uh, said to me that, you know, knowing me two years ago, knowing mm. me now, so this has been for my personal development. Yeah. Uh, been very, very good. Yeah, that's that's very. I'm, I'm getting tired of, of the jokes of oh, pretty is pretty smiling. You know, that's an old joke now because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's many camps ago in a way. You know, like yeah. So, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm very happy where I'm at the moment. So yeah. But do you think? Do you feel like there's something? Is it a cultural thing or maybe something in your upbringing or I don't know? Because we're obviously we come from very different places in a way or like very different kind of. I I, I imagine we had a very different childhood. Like you're me in a way. I think it is like a culture and also, I don't know how much those personality types, you know, but I'm... I mean, you're not far from Finland, which is where people yeah. don't talk. But let's say I never had a, like, in some classes I had, but in a school, I never had a, you know, their table, you know, the school, they, you know, you sit in a, behind the table in the school. Yeah. I never had a partner. Okay. I mostly from the first grade, I sat alone. Okay. So I was I was very kind of introvert and yeah, yeah. I found my voice when I played basketball. Mm -hmm. I was very good at this, and that was kind of my my expression of myself, and that's how I you know find friends or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I mostly I played alone. Kind of I always had a visualization of Indians and cowboys, and you know played a little <laughs> bit and here and always kind of talking to myself. And right. in that sense, I, I, it's been hard always. Like that's why my dad. Also, I think pushed me to martial arts because he wanted to make a like a man out of me because yes. I was a little bit bullied, not too much because I I had a very hard time finding friends, and um, but if I did something, I kind of you know committed, yeah. uh, like martial arts and stuff, and then I social group behind it and everything yeah, else. Yeah. So so I think something yeah, I was I was not easy to get along, mm. kind of more inward, and uh, yeah, like I have very hard time, for example, putting myself in people's like how people see me or people's shoes, mm. like uh, how I perceive myself, super hard time. Yeah. And like... Uh, well, it's I've, very obvious that there is like... Yeah, and a very hard time understanding people like uh, social behavior, what, what, how you act yeah. and what, you know, what signals you give, I have no clue. Yeah. yeah. But I think I, I know a lot of people in jiu-jitsu with, with like social handicap yeah. like this, like a lot, because I think jiu-jitsu attracts a lot of people like that, because that's, that you can still kind of function in a, society, yeah. quote-unquote, on the mats, where you don't have to understand all yeah. the... And this jiu-jitsu discussion when you roll, mm. then it's like a conversation. It's mm. like, I, I like it, it's like a puzzle. Yes. But it's just to say about things and just to understand, uh, when, when people talk about, you know, when we roll, then I get their social, you know, how mm. they do their things, mm -hmm. I understand. But if you just, there's a distance and we talk, I was like, what do you mean? Uh, what this mean? Yeah. It's like, mostly it's just, I don't know. You have to tell me, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, I think about this, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's for me is super hard. I have no clue why. I, I see at the camps, a lot of people come to the camps who uh, they're kind of attracted to the camps. Maybe they're socially like awkward or, or they have a hard time socially at home. And then at the camps, they can kind of start at scratch in a way. Like there's no, nobody knows yeah. that it's difficult for them and they can kind of Wipe, wipe the board clean, and then and then they can start that week. And and I, actually, some people, someone told me 
at one camp. I'm not going to name the name, but because the person's actually here this week. Someone told me at the camp, at home, I don't talk to anyone the entire year, but at the camp, I just can't stop talking. It is weird because, like, you know, a gym, the martial arts gyms that has always been escape room for nerds. Yeah. They get bullied in school, they have no social group, no friends, they come to the gym. I love when nerds come to the gym and you see that, like, they don't get along with people. But then there's, you know, martial arts. Yeah. And then you teach them stuff and yeah. they open up and they get better and they talk about it. And they're fine. I love when people, you know, su like, let's say suffer and they come and they struggle, they get better. And they see, you see them, they start to socialize more. Yeah. And they're not bullied here. And they're more like, okay, I, I praise you when you do good things. And I really think that camps are also for many people that kind of, they need a voice or something mm -hmm. like they need same-minded people that maybe in their social group there there's nobody that understands jiu-jitsu you know who do you talk to that's only what i do uh, in some way i don't i'm not good in politics you know and something and sometimes when i there's nothing to talk about yeah with other people i don't have bank loans and stuff and then it's like you just sit i can i guess philosophize <laughs> philosophy or something with people and argument and stuff but sometimes i also like to hear when with other social groups in home to just sit and see but i can't talk alone mm. because the only specialization i have is like you know you can't take my back yeah <laughs> so and the value of talking to them to, about that is like zero or something yeah. they don't get it so i really appreciate the, the 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 camps and stuff and i don't know that's the reason that that i do them so much but i guess uh, i enjoy it really i actually thought about quitting camps after third camp you know my, okay. i don't know if you know that no because i didn't if i say it i didn't get the result that i wanted right it's not wrong because I didn't know what I wanted yeah. out of those camps. Okay, yeah, yeah. I did a Denmark, Leuven, Heidelberg, and then it was nothing happened, you know? Mm. And I don't know where my hopes were or whatever it was. And then I was like, you know, I didn't feel it, you know, it's kind of cold because of me also, you know, like mm. the way I, I was. And uh, then I was like, ah, you know, I, if I do it, I'm probably not going to do it. And then the camp came again. I, I missed the winter camp. And then Next year, after that, I did, uh, or I think, a Leuven, whatever it was, and I was like, ah, shit, I'm, there was actually something there, I'd do it again. And in second year, everything happened. Yeah. So I was almost like, ah, shit, you know? So maybe the camps were the same, but something changed, like, yeah, in, yeah. in your so, approach to it. Maybe... So, I, uh, yeah, I'm really happy I'm, I've stick, I sticked around. And yeah, now it's like, uh, it's very much fresh air coming here. Mm. And it's very strange that I, for me, it's easy. I'm an instructor coming to all the camps and I see all the people. But so many people, even in this camp, are first-timers. Yeah. So I thought, you know, camps are like, okay, you see so many people again and again and again. But actually, I ended up meeting so many new people all the time. Yeah. So that's been actually super great. Yeah, I was actually amazed at how many new people come to camp and yeah. how many old-timers actually there are. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of new there. And often when people come back to camp, they, come, they try the different camps. So they have a lot to choose yeah. from. Somebody actually asked me, which camp you recommend? I was like, well, if you go like, you know, let's say Heidelberg, Estonia, St. Barth's, and they, they all have their things. Right. I really like a Heidelberg camp and, you know, St. Barth, I always go like, you know, if you want to have a Maldive-like vacation, St. Barth's. And it's all the money, it's, all, it's worth the money. And Zen camp is like awesome, you know. Yeah. So every, every camp has their kind of thing that's why you would just, okay, you have to take this camp. Yeah. So it's really well, like, uh, really, really well kind of spread out and, it's, they all serve a purpose. It's kind of, in that sense, it's very weird you have managed to do that. So, yeah. so I think for me, at least, the camps are, are also kind of socially overwhelming. It's like there's so many people to meet and stuff. But I, and even I come from, like, as I said, I, I had a different starting point than you. I started with like a like, huge social circle. I've always been very social. 
and now it's overwhelming. So I can't imagine like if you say you, you had a, a upbringing of uh, of being kind of more alone, and then starting to do this, it must be a big like change. Yeah, so I always kind of no. Uh, for me, it's always flattering, you know, the guy. I because I was always kind of sad because in a way I'm happy on in Estonia. I like that, you know. European stuff and cheap and Scandinavian kind of mm. area. But uh, for me, if, to be a black belt in Estonian Jiu-Jitsu coach, you kind of, you know, you don't get to the world. Yeah. Because you're competing with all the good guys. Yeah. I was in a way, I was feeling also, I don't know, some pressure or something that only way I will make it as a Jiu-Jitsu guy and can do this for a living is when I have original idea. Yeah. And you can't just go like, I wish I have, you know, you just, <laughs> just, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. You just, and now looking back, I'm really, really happy that I've, you know, have done something original. Yeah. And I can do what I do. And the camps are like, you know, the producing and the exposure and everything. But it's, uh, yeah. So I, I think the loneliness and all this introvert kind of helped me to come up with all this. So I think so too, because it's yeah, it's everything kind of. What you've done is obviously not normal in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's funny because I actually have many people say, like people who, who has, has known you for years, they always say, oh, British changed so much. And then people who hasn't known you for years, because I, for instance, at the US camp, there are a bunch of people saying, Christian, next time I'm coming, 100% you must put me in Prit's cabin because he's like the funniest guy ever. His humor is so good. Like, and that's, that, that's like very different from how I... Yeah, because we had a US camp was I don't know if I say social, the best camp is weird, but we had one of the best, like for me personally, one of the best cabins or social groups. Mm. We had five people. We had Canadian, we have US, and we had uh, some military, yeah, not, not naming names. And the conversations, I was thinking like, I want, like I missed the bonfires mm. in uh, Zen camp. Right. Because I was fasting everything. I was like, you know, just want to just go to sleep. So I missed the bonfires and I was like, okay, in this camp, I want to do a bonfires because <laughs> it's a social thing and let's go. And then we ended up talking in every evening in our cabin <laughs> till the 12 or 8, 1 a.m. And then went to sleep. I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> and yeah, so somehow kind of we all clicked there. And um, yeah, so well, um, I think that the social aspect of putting like 150 adults in the forest with very bad Wi-Fi in little cabins, I, that's like a, it's like a social, uh, like absolute explosion, yeah. you know, in a way. And why we started to talk, uh, if somebody asks why you started to talk and what, I have no clue. We talk yeah. about politics, Canada, Canadian prime minister, <laughs> uh, what he has not done and done, then some military stuff. Uh, some, some guy was saying, you know, preach, you be good in a hood, you know? And <laughs> that was one of the funniest guys and a really, really funny guy and educated and stuff. So I was like, there was just full of people. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, you just, I don't know, everything kind of seems to go together. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm happy. And the, the, this uh, Icelandic second camp is right now way def definitely different than the first one. So. Right. So yeah. And obviously you've been, you've been kind of creating some material, I mean, I don't want to talk too much jujitsu, but you've been creating some kind of original jujitsu material that really clicks with people. See, I started using your term, so it clicks. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I mean, I learned so much from it myself, and I really think it's a big help. But but the most, I think, the most um, fascinating thing about this is that, as you say, you you came from your Estonian black belt. You compete with the world, and I think probably now you you must be the busiest seminar guy in jujitsu 
in the world at the moment, probably. I don't know. Yeah, if you say, I, I don't think you can't be any busier. No, I can't be. I can't. I, I guess I can have. Uh, I can uh, travel during the week also. Right. But then I would lose, let's say, love of my life. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm happy. I have a home after this yeah, uh, yeah. traveling and everything. Because, like I call it, you know, hashtag team suffer. Mm -hmm. uh, we have made a commitment that two years we will suffer and we will not, you know, argue and yeah. don't whine about it. But if you say busiest, I know that, you know, let's say Greg Jones, if he travels for a weekend, he has six seminars yeah. because he does three hours. I right. usually go like one place and, you know, eight hours. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, but there's also celebrity value. I mean, you're, you're doing what, I, I would say you're doing what almost no one can do is to actually sell technique. Because that is something that, that you really cannot sell in jiu-jitsu anymore. The main product in jiu-jitsu is like social recognition. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. training with famous people or training with someone who might promote you. And, and you're I, kind I, of none of that. I haven't, I haven't thought about that way, but I guess it's a little bit is true, yeah. Uh, because who sells technique? It's free on YouTube. Even your stuff, we put it up for free. So there's something there. You, you did something that nobody managed to do. And you're traveling how many, like pretty much nonstop for... Yeah, there's Klopper camps. There's my camp in Estonia, and every other weekend, you know, you know, end of the year, I go to Sivara in Bangkok, see Danimal in uh, Taiwan, but mostly every weekend it's booked. Yeah. So yeah, I was actually it was a funny story. I was like, you know, it didn't happen in the first year. Half year was done, and then the you know the full year is gone now. 2018 went, and then 19 is totally booked. So year and a half it took, and then I started to take bookings, and you know, like okay, this and this weekend, then. Okay, another guy was interested, and I was like, I was like, God damn it! It's like looks so weird that the whole, whole whole year is getting like, it's a weird trend, and then suddenly like, oh shit, guys, in one weekend, this, and people didn't believe it. You know, it's a marketing trick. Oh, I only have two weekends left. You know, book yeah. it. <laughs> so some people actually thought I was like screwing, like you know, screwing with them, like yeah, yeah. you're pressuring them to a booking. I was like, no, no, I actually have only two weekends left. Yeah. They were like, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> because I know Swedish guys were. Like uh, they, they, I went to Sweden in May now, right? And uh, I, they were like in January or something. Oh, Preet, I see you getting booked. Oh, book us in May right away. I was like, yeah, I'm not joking. It's like, it's so weird. And then the next year seems to be the same. Mm. January is, January is I think gone. February is gone. March is mm. one weekend left only. I think you know April is half or something, and it's gonna be the same thing. I don't. I, we'll see how long I do it. This traveling thing, maybe next year definitely, and then. You know, market has to be regulated with prices and stuff, and probably have to do less, uh, and uh, you know, have a choice. But like um, one of the good friends and uh, one of my gym, uh, my partner, gym owner Vallo, I said, it's very good in life. You're in a good place in life when you have choices. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm happy that I have choices, and you know, and some people have to left out, and now it's booked already, and mm. so yeah, I, I, it's very crazy. It is kind of crazy, and it's it's really crazy because, as I said, like. People will usually pay for two kinds of seminars. They will pay for one kind of seminar, social recognition. It's either someone who's famous, so they can take the picture with that guy, and then if, if that guy comes back like a month later, nobody's gonna show up for the seminar, no matter yeah. how good the material is. Or it's, uh, it's like if you're in an affiliation and like the, the sensei of the sensei is coming and he's in charge of the promotion evaluation, then people will show up because they, they, they might yeah. climb, climb the, the, the social ladder in that community. 
Um, those are the seminars. I've, I've been selling seminars for many, many years, like back in the days. So I know this is what this is what what people want to pay for. But you're not doing that. I mean, you're you're, you're a celebrity, but I, I don't think people sign up for the celebrity yeah. value. It's not because they want to take a picture. But know. I'm I'm also honest because I tell people that you have to work with me. I have what I can give you. I'm not you know teaching arm bars in the guard. If I can come to that, I will not stop doing jiu-jitsu, but stop doing seminars. But I tell people, like, you have to work with me, like, uh, twice a year, maybe, you know, full weekends, uh, three years in a row or yeah. something. And then I can give you what's my speciality, and then we'll see what happens after, yeah. what you're interested of. Yeah. So I give them, honestly, what, you know, three years. Ask me twice a, twice a year, give me a weekend, and then I can do my, you know, the escaping stuff, and I can give you what I know, and after that, you know, you can do whatever you want, and... Usually the, I find other club and so I keep doing what I'm doing, you know, always always adding on in new details, but I'm usually honest with people. And some people have actually been surprised that I was like, yeah, after two or three years, if I don't have anything to do and anything to new or something, you know, about the Hawkins and all the running men's and, and I'm, I don't want to come because right. I don't want to just do the seminar because I have to do the this seminar. Is, this is when you have to do gradings and diplomas. Yeah. Keep them, keep them around. And I think also that the attitude Sometimes we like it because yeah. I, I I don't try to milk you out of money. Yeah. But I, I know what I'm good at and I can prove it and I can give it to you and I want, you know, return, you know, uh, ex exchange of... Commitment. Uh, yeah, way, yeah. Uh, yeah ex a commitment, yeah. yes. And really invest in me and yes, I will give it. I will I will make you better in that area. Mm. And that's it. Then, then we move on and you can do whatever you want with that. So, and that's really like I'm selling packages. And I think, you know, and then usually, you know, we, we're getting, you know, we're developing relationship and, you know, now some people are asking, what what do you do in top, you know? Because you never showed any class top. I was like, right. I guess I have a good top because, you know, people see me doing, but that's, I don't want to do it because it's not, it's missing, you know? Yeah. Everybody else can do top also. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not usually pushing the top game so much, but I guess I have my opinions in there and, and yeah, so we'll, we'll see. So now you're you're pretty much traveling nonstop. You know, I I remember I, I, I've been giving you as a gift this lounge car membership, yes. and you're the one who's definitely been using it. You've it, been using it helps that a lot more than anyone else. Like we're down to probably a few euros per lounge visit, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and um, now you're traveling all the time, pretty much, right? Like the whole year, you're, you're nonstop on the road. You didn't travel much before you started doing all this, right? I mean, I traveled. You, I, I think I, well, my trip was usually I went to in, in SPG. Usually I went to states in, in um, April. Mm -hmm. I, I in some point I went around three months, some point two months. So that was my escape. And my my gym wasn't that big, so me going away was also giving people you know more money, so to speak. So I didn't take uh, I didn't anything for me. I was uh, also my friend, the good friend Daniel Beckfeld in uh, Sweden, Norrköping. Mm -hmm. I was also traveling in many summers. I lived with him in Sweden. I went to Sweden to teach in his gym. And uh, Ronald, my my YouTube video friend, uh, was teaching was teaching for me and uh, could live from that and everything else. So I, I left because they would have a better life, so to speak, because it was harder at the, at first. And then so I've been you know traveling and that much but not in so many places right now um without going into like too many there's not obviously no politics or anything but you're now unaffiliated so to say i guess like you're just you're kind of on your own in a world where jiu-jitsu is the whole business of jiu-jitsu is pretty much built on affiliation especially the seminar business is really like 
driven by this kind of, uh, oh, you're part of this, so you better invite this guy in a way, like mm-hmm. to to uphold your status with this person, so you can one day be promoted and then, you know, climb the the pyramid. But, but how how do you feel like this? This is working so well for you now without being involved with anyone. I guess in here. Whatever the way I do it, whatever I feel more appreciated. I think I have a voice, and um, people don't block me actually, or something. You know, I can travel around freely, gym to gym. I think uh, with a for like f- the former in- uh, former organization, I guess I wasn't that free, and uh, I wasn't that like people were inviting me left and right, and uh, I didn't felt it, so to speak. And I guess maybe why my ideas also were a little bit more rawer, so to speak. They wasn't ready, and maybe acceptance and everything else. Mm. And I think also the way I was uh, as a person and everything else. So, so I think I, I had to come together, or you know, mm. everything had to, had to work. So uh, yeah, and right now, I think uh, only thing was why you would like you have said like why you would be affiliated is like you compete under and you know you get information and belts and stuff. So a little bit, you know, after you get a black belt, you actually are free a little bit, yeah? Yeah. You can promote your own things. And uh, we're kind of, let's say, affiliated to club charters. So only because, like only because, uh, technically that's the allowance to compete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's Which the back- Which is already kind of silly that you need allowance to. Yeah. So that's a, that's a backdoor to all the system. Mm. And uh, that takes care of that. Mm. So people can compete under club charter and I will never get, you know, team points, whatever, it was so small, uh, like one club. So that takes care of that. And like everybody can be their own man, yeah. their, own, their own identity. And you don't need to be affiliated. And you work with the people you want, you bring in people you want. You want something special, like uh, something speciality somebody has. You you bring them in, and uh, it kind of seems very natural when you're mm. when you're already inside and you do this thing. But it doesn't feel like, uh, let's say, if you're a part of something else, it doesn't feel so natural. Right. But when you have done it, you feel like, yeah, but like, not if somebody is affiliated, it's not a like bad thing. But if like it's a talking about me, it's like, yeah, well, I don't know why I would do it any other way. Right. Because okay. I can compete, my guys can compete, every tournament is open, everything is good, so that's covered. I can give black belts and everything else, that's covered. And then I can do my own business, so to speak. So, And I work with people I want and cross-train as much as I want, or there's not, nobody's looking, oh, you have to bring those guys in. It's like, sounds silly. It's literally like everything you want from an affiliation without the business aspect. Yeah, so, and uh, I know the affiliation, affiliation thing is actually quite silly. Because everybody's taking pictures of us, pretty. I know. Like, a, look at these two yeah. best friends <laughs> hanging out. Uh, because affiliation thing is silly. Because uh, in many cases, I've asked people like you who, who are affiliated that what you get for it. You know, I, I, let's say if you like, want to open a McDonald's franchise, they give you recipes, you know, they, mm. give, they train you and they give you business side. They probably, you know, they give you everything. So you don't have to work, you know, figure this out on your own. And uh, but a lot of times, what I feel it's, uh, I think I think they should they should change it. I'm not against affiliation. If somebody wants to do it, you know, you know. Yeah, it's not necessarily a bad thing at all. Yeah, it's not. I'm not against it. But I was maybe I was trying to realize that you, the 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 ridiculous amount of money you pay, and the the literally nothing you get, 
It's like, okay, give me curriculum, give me actually stuff, you know, let's manage risks, you know, if I have a hard time, you as a corporation manage risks. And, uh, you know, it has to be something, you know, like a franchise. And then it will make really much sense, even more sense. That, uh, so why not? You know, you have a support and you have a curriculum and information and teaching coaches and, you know, everything, making people smarter and better in business and why not? So I think some organizations have started, started to do that and build that value. But I, I don't think it's there. People still, I think, feel too much that it's just, oh, I'm this, I can have this money, and this is money from the ground, you just pay it. It's like you, you pay it just using the logo or whatever, you know? I think, I think maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you, uh, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no. I think maybe also you're, you're kind of, as you say, you understand facts. Like you, 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 maybe you don't see the emotions sometimes. And, and, and an affiliation is literally the main product is, is the social recognition. I guess. It's, it's that you put someone someone's name on on your stuff, and then it it becomes recognized in a yeah, way. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. And I, and of course, of course, the whole belt system, the whole hierarchy thing is is kind of a huge part of it. Imagine affiliations, where you said, okay, yeah, sure, you can compete, and you can uh, we'll come and teach you and help you with everything, and you pay with this. We're never going to promote you. There are no such belt. There are no such thing as belts, and you can't use our logo for anything. Who would pay for that? That, that's not a product. That, that product does not exist for a reason. Because I, I think, uh, let's say, yeah, being affiliated and you, you use that name and then you see somebody twice a year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude, but I think some people will take it rude. If I see somebody twice a year, is he my coach? No, absolutely not. So that's why I usually, I usually say, honestly, uh, like all respect and everything, I guess, that coached me or tried to coach me. I'm, I'm, I'm self-coached. I was most of the time on my own trying to figure out and you know YouTube helped, uh, DVDs helped, uh, people I, I guess I worked with helped and uh, but I'm self-taught and um, uh, the coach is somebody you like, grow into you know like, like not every day but you, you know what I mean and that's you kind of like a coach who knows you and and uh, and I think yeah the recognition part I, I guess it's uh, pays pays apart like ah this name and I'm under this and mm. you have a patch on the back and a famous name but how many times you actually train under him or know him or he has actually helped you or or you know and yeah, that, that's, that's, that that's, famous that's... name doesn't mean that you actually are that good has the famous name so for me it's always been hard taking pictures I think one picture I've taken is like Conor McGregor because I knew him like when he was not famous and everything it's just back in the day but it's very hard for me taking pictures with people mm. just because of pictures. Yeah. And um, it's like, it's just so weird. It's like, I cannot be in a, if I go to Iceland, I don't want to be in any picture. Like me in a mountain, me in there, you know, <laughs> me in there. I was like, I'm just taking pictures of stuff. <laughs> and um, usually my, my, my girlfriend is like the one that's just, come to the picture now, just take a picture <laughs> together now. It's like, it's so weird to be there. Right. It's, uh, yeah, so. But I guess I guess if you look at like, for most people, if how much of how much of time and money do they invest in like social recognition? Like, how much do you buy a certain car over another because it, it shows that you're someone or a watch or a clothes or the food you eat or something? I, I mean, affiliation is kind of the same thing in many ways because, as you say, they're definitely not your coach. Like, unless they're there every day, they, they, those people are not going to be your your actual coach. I guess I would say I also have. I guess, I'm generalizing. Uh, yeah, so I'm not saying I don't, if somebody is listening, I'm not saying I don't need social recognition. I think that would be very wrong to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have to understand the right context of it, you know. 
that it can be taken to the to the extreme in some mm. affiliation times and it can be used you know that uh, I think for, that's the key it's not necessarily a bad thing but, but I think it's, it's healthy to step back and see it for what it is yeah definitely you know I like also wearing you know nice things and stuff and and it makes me feel good and you know those things are not bad mm. but you know there has to be a value in that sense you have to understand why you like those things yeah. and what they give you and some people can go overboard with also branding and just wearing only Armani, you know? Yeah. That's what we like, that's weird. <laughs> but if you have some, you know, some things, uh, you know, that, that's good. But if you only go over the board and everything is, that's kind of like, you know, you're doing it too much, you know? So in that sense, yeah, the affiliation definitely can be, oh, I, I'm, you know, but it's also, I think in business-wise, it uh, sometimes helps that when you have a certain name, people Google it, and and if you are very, if you are in a very competitive area, oh, 100%. Yeah, so in that kind of name, draws in more people, it, and that paying that money for them maybe pays off, you know. It definitely makes sense depending on what kind of what kind of environment you're in. Right? Yeah, but yeah, 3D. I think in Estonia, you know, people know me in a martial arts circus definitely, and and. Uh, SPG kind of never was that famous, so people knew Connor, you know. Yeah. But for for me, like 3D is so well established brand in in Estonia. Right. Uh, that uh, yeah. So usually the, I, I just sticked around and uh, I've done so many things. In uh, I've been a Wing Chun coach, Tai Chi coach, you know, and I've done so many things. And yeah. So and I I th just a random thing is I don't I don't think I wanna like a franchise my thing. People are actually asked, like, do you want to franchise it? Uh, like, you know, 3D, some other city in Tallinn. I was like, no, do your own thing. I can help you, you know? Yeah. I can help you to do jujitsu and everything else, but I'm not going to brand out because then I have to provide and everything yeah. kind of makes it on a paper and everything that's in my head, I have to put it on a paper so you could actually do. It's kind of hard to me. It's very much the same for the, by the way, for the listeners, there's some someone playing Pritt's old favorite sport. In the yes, the basketball. He, might, he might go down and show them how it's done in a second once we're done. Yeah, they don't seem to be good at it so. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Let me teach you. Yeah. Anyway, what I was saying. Yeah, I, I, it's the same with the camps. Like people say, why don't you franchise this and like do camps every single week around the world? But it it it's it won't work if I'm not there. You know? And I think the same. You say if if you're not there all the time, then yeah, that's why also the franchises are weird because. Uh, because you're not there. Yeah. That, that's actually very well put. Because uh, that's why those affiliations usually are justifying their traveling. Because I come there once or twice a year to see how you're doing, you know, mm. and to see if the gym is uh, is the way it should be. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really feel if somebody goes something, uh, some other town, uh, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. It's better that I, I don't like you put my name on it. You yeah. Know? yeah. So do your own thing, and I will support you, and everything is good and you have different ideas and logos and stuff and I don't mind and then we can say we work together mm. but that's about it you know and uh, I think sometimes people also feel it let's say it's easier to take let's say 3D you know you don't have to do yourself that all yeah. that but no it's, I think it's harder and figure out your thing build your own brand I will help you and in the end it actually benefits you more and you're more independent to to move on or if we in some point don't get along you move on, you have your own thing, your identity, you work in that region. Mm. It's just, it's a harder start, but it it's benefits you more in the end. Right. So you're not gonna, you're not planning on doing any Jitsu association? If, let's say, I always say never say never, but uh, I don't have that, I don't know how maybe, or mm. because I don't like the, 
the guru status, so to speak. You know, everybody that's, right. uh, some people have given me advice that oh, you start to build your guru status and everything, but I don't like it. No. I guess I, I become certain authority in some, some, some way. Mm. But I don't want to push it. I, I want it to be natural, you know, right. because other people have so many good ideas and then, then I have to be kind of right about everything. Yeah, that's right. And then it kind of bothers me because I, I know what I'm good at and I know when I have to shut up mostly and sometimes I don't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the, that was a joke. So, you know, so I don't uh, think I'm going to try to do some pre-Chitsu uh, association you can join. And I just, if, I, I like that people want to work with me. And that's, I would, be, I would be enough, you know, and they're, they're investing in me and I return the favor and I do my thing, but I don't see it. But it's also like if somebody else wants to do it for me, you know, right? like if I find a partner, it makes sense, you know, and let's say uh, people have asked like, why don't you do your own DVDs, you know, mm. and you would make, you know, let's say way more money. But then I would have to have customer service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, advertisement, everything. I have to do so many things. And you can go like like you did, you know. You, you learn a skill, you know, you figure it out. And that would be one way, but it's too much. It will interfere whatever I do now. Right. And uh, already it takes so much time of mine. Do you think, so, you, could, uh, yeah. do you, think you could keep coming up with, like, original stuff? Like, how, how is this... How is this going to look in two years when everybody don't know. when everybody keeps playing your game? Everybody knows what you're doing because there's like there's always like this like Marcelo showed up at the Worlds and beat everyone with the X card, and then everybody knows the X card. It's a good like, question because I didn't know that I will come up with original idea anyway. Yeah. So I, that seems to be like okay, this elbows close and this moving around seems to be a great idea, <laughs> and uh, you know defensively and but what what it, what happens two years ago? I have no clue where, what it will be. Right. So I kind of like it, like, you know, in a similar way, I, I, when I find those things, I always, like, you have said so many things, like, I don't know what, 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 what let's say, what the Globetrotter will be. Yeah. It kind of worries me sometimes, like, <laughs> I'm affiliated with things that I, I don't know where it goes. Yeah. It's like kind of worried, but I, I also like the openness, you know? Yeah. It can be whatever it be. And I think it's, it's also about being honest, you know, in a way that... Yeah, but it doesn't mean it goes to shit, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. It, because people, are, people work together and usually it comes wonderful, you know? Yeah. But just people like that security. Right. You know, like, it has to... I, I will make it, you know, that... Mm. And then I'm calm. No, no, it's <laughs> uncertainty that drives people nuts. So if somebody asks, what's next? And um, what's the next innovation or something? I was like, I don't know. I'm actually right. scared that little bit that I will run out of ideas. Right. And I if I run, if he, I don't know if it's a bad thing even, you know. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to live that life anymore after five years. I'm done. Yeah. You know. And then I do something else. Who knows? So I I, I stopped worrying about it. But but also all this you know DVD and everything kind of helped and produce uh, income so mm. to speak. And we're gonna make you know more DVDs, and so, so probably maybe I will step back a little bit, and uh, but innovation that sense just keeps happening, right? And uh, because those ideas came from somewhere, mm. those pandas and turtles, so it was cooking a long time ago, you know, and then probably this, some new ideas can build on those ideas, mm. you know, because again, uh, kind of like I feel like we're like a I don't know. Bro, bromancing here, but because, <laughs> yeah. because the way you put it, like, a, because I really like the, the, the representation, because the way you said it, you couldn't do many things before a club charter engine happened. Yeah. So I, 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 I kind of thought about what I do because I needed, let's say, the jujitsu engine to happen yes. for me, yeah. or even let's say you can go narrow, like technically, yeah. like all these pandas and stuff, and this there's another engine. 
that people yeah. like, you know, and because of that engine, what I do, I can do many other things. Yes. So what comes after that? This engine allows me to do new projects. Exactly. So the and focus is not so much on like coming up with new stuff, but but keep like building that, that yeah. vehicle to yeah. make things possible. So I guess investing and, you know, traveling still, and this builds up something and perfecting that uh, panda, turtle, whatever the engine is, is mm. you know, and people keep more interested and because they keep friendly, I would say, not bad way to keep challenging me and to right. me to prove it. And uh, I'm still able to prove it. So this engine keeps perfecting itself. Mm. And in some point it allows me to do something else. Uh, to allows me to maybe, you know, do some other seminars, you know, and, right. and uh, maybe some, you know, kind of weird say that, but maybe somebody uh, like a, like some, let's say famous name picks it up. Right. And you go like, start to use it, you know? So this engine that I'm actually can, maybe I fight somebody, you know, with a good skill and they go like, oh, what the fuck is that? So me actually pr practicing that in a club turtle camp yeah. and refining this against, you know, good guys here will help me to have something in the future maybe. So I don't know what's going to happen. So I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm thinking about the future because, you know, I have to secure my future in some way. Mm. But I'm also trying to live more in the present and uh, just, yeah, I don't know, just not not uh, consciously building the engine, but just doing what I have to do, what I'm yeah. good at, and uh, stepping, you know, one step or four of other, and just, uh, and it, it seems to work, so to speak. And also I like when John Cavanaugh kind of said many, many years ago that, that he, if he does every day things right, you know, step by step, future will take care of itself. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, and you can't just think about what's full future bring, you know, you will make it. Yeah. So if you act and the way you act every day and the one, the, what you invest and everything, so the future will take care of. So I really like that. And it kind of keeps, gives me a peace of mind. Mm. So uh, I try to do, you know, the, that's, I don't know, the right things or something. It doesn't always work out, but, and then the future will happen. So it's kind of what you do in present. So uh, that gives me strength. Right. It's, it's not like I don't control the future, I actually do. So, and that's very empowering in that sense. And uh, the, also what I'm, the more older I get, I learn to accept that that uh, I don't uh, that I couldn't know what which, what what future I would deserve. Mm. So I would think in my mind right now, then the stuff I know now, I would want that future. Mm. But maybe you know, in a year I know something more, and the future is different. So I kind of stopped projecting to the future because I th I don't know what's actually good for me in the future. So just do whatever you want in the present, be passionate, you know, and you know do everything that's in your power right. and then you get the future kind of you deserve so I, it's really actually comfortable like comforting so to speak to me. speaking of i don't know if it's relevant or not a little bit maybe like of doing all the good things and the right things that that uh, there was a uh, at least a period in the beginning of where you were going to the camps where you where you got a lot of criticism for yes. criticizing people yes in a way yes that, but that period seems like it's kind of ended because there was a few of the early camps where, as and obviously I, I've known you for a while, I know there is some some sort of social awkwardness that just shines through because you just says, say what you think. <laughs> yes. Don't think about it. You just say whatever is on your mind. And I, I've always known that, so I, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I remember I was teaching a class and then the, you had the next class, I think. And the first thing you said like was something like, don't ever do this thing and then you just show what I just did or something like that. And I was like, ah, oh, that's just print being print. But then, I've, then someone else was like, 
this guy is super arrogant. Like he just like, he's just like something like he said, like I was just teaching this and he just told everyone that I was wrong and I'm an idiot or something. I spent 10 years in jujitsu or something like this, you know? There was, there was a bunch of like negativity about it, but, but it, that kind of, I, I feel like it kind of disappeared. What happened? Um, I, I guess I've changed. I've got feedback from people. And I would also say people have started to understand me. Mm. And also, like maybe you uh, appreciate it a little bit. Because in the, in, uh, let's say in some way, in the era of everybody's trying to be nice because everybody's offended mm. and people are not actually, uh, let's say, they can't say what they, what they have to. Right. And if in my case, I've been told like if somebody actually goes like blunt and says like, this is wrong, you go like, oh shit, you know, it actually is, but you actually said it. So, yeah. So, in the the, the I I think I've said you know do you want I one guy actually in Leuven did something and I asked do you want do you, he asked the feedback and I asked him him do you want you know European politeness or Estonian bluntness? <laughs> so he went from Estonian bluntness and that was you know he didn't expect that I was what I'm gonna say next, but I I think it benefited him. But I think yeah I've learned to be more like no, no I don't know do choose my words better. Mm. Uh, but still, even this day, in this camp, people refer to like, yeah, you just say it. If, yeah, and like, you just say it the, the way it is and it just it becomes awkward, but, and it's not nice, but in, in that sense, people go like, yeah, but actually it's right, but yeah. you shouldn't say it in that yeah, sense. Yeah. That is kind of so, weird. I can, yeah, I can totally tell, see if. And, uh, some, I, I, and the weird thing, I, I don't, uh, because I like the saying that if I criticize you, it doesn't mean I don't like you. Mm. Because, and certain things, if I say wrong, I can actually prove that they're wrong. Mm. And for me, I don't know, being right or wrong is a little bit, seems like more important there than to mm. some people. Mm -hmm. And like, oh, this can be right, this can be right. No, we can actually empirically prove which one works better in what situation. So I, I, that's why, you know, the, the, the podcast was also the named, you know, the, whatever the podcast I did, I did, we should all argue more. Mm. Because in a scientific community, people are attacking each other, you know, like each other work all the time. Right. They're tearing it, it apart, you know, peer reviews and stuff. Like this wasn't good, this was good, that was, but they don't, you know, I guess they take it personally, but this is how science is pushed forward. Ideas are criticized and that's how they inform better ideas. But there's also a difference between science and like a social environment. Yes, so that, yeah. So, social interaction. Yes, so in that sense, I, I was a little bit, I think, too blunt, I would say. Mm. And so uh, there seems to be and I also, I think people under, uh, so definitely I've softened up, uh, people understand me more, mm. but also I think the acceptance that uh, the ideas of mine, mm. I think are getting, being more accepted. Yeah, they're kind of gaining uh, traction. Yeah, it's like actually, oh, he, he might be right or something, you know, who are, before it was like, who are you to talk like that? Yeah. You just, you guy from Estonia, you know, mm. what, do you, what, what do you know that uh, there's some famous lineages? But I was pointing out, uh, guys, something is wrong, you know, that, and then, Seems like, you know, I've been a little bit, let's say, proving or something, or people are testing that information and there's something to it. And in that way, you gain respect and people lessen you more and soften up towards you more. There's definitely a bunch of people who take it very personal. Like you can see it on like YouTube comments on your videos. Yeah. The in action. There's a, a lot of positive. And then there are some people who just like decided, I don't like this guy. I'm going, I'm going to write as much negativity as possible. I like it because the, the, I don't know who has said it, but the worst thing that people can be is to, towards you is neutral. Mm. So if they, if they don't like you or like you, you're good. Right. Because they talk about it. Yeah. 
And uh, definitely, I will, I will see some criticism. I will own it. And then the next year, I've changed. I don't use it anymore, maybe some wording. And some people are still in the past. Oh, you said this, this. No, I changed my mind. I learned my lesson. And now I talk about mm. this. And then they accuse me, you change your mind so much. I was like, that's how development is, you know, yeah. that you have to acknowledge your ex mistakes. You said something and they, then you do it better. But uh, yeah, but I also understand some criticism when people say certain things. And I say, oh, those things are right, but I don't mind, you know. But you also have a, a non-emotional approach to emotional things, some emotional things. Right? Yes, that's like weird. a very mechanical approach to, uh, to social interaction. Yes. I, but I, I, but as I said, like, <laughs> as I weird. said, I've always I've known this. So when you came to the camps, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I was just kind of I'm, I'm just laughing at it, you know. But I also like say, oh well, you know, it's just, I, yeah. maybe he's right. I I want to change a few things because you said those things. But I, I never I was never offended by it in a way. Maybe because, if I didn't know you, I probably would have been. Because I I always say like, not I'm I know I'm making jokes about the Estonians and stuff, but. I'm literally like a, like, I, uh, some way I can like, I'm like a Trex in a galaxy, uh, Guardian of the Galaxy, you know? I take things literally. And, uh, and also somebody has said to me in a camp, like, Preach, you're, you're very literal. When you say it, you actually mean it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And uh, the, way, the stuff we talked before, you know, that mean not understanding certain cues, you know? Mm. And that's why it also makes it awkward because I don't, I don't see it, and then I say it, and I know, then it's like I don't understand why people are mad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and if you know what I mean, you mean you understand what I'm trying to say. But yeah, if you don't have any background, you go like, "What? What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, why he's saying those things? So yeah, I understand this, and it's 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 been getting better. So. But the line between genius and grace is also very very thin. I guess. That's that's a very different, very very difficult definition, though. Yeah, so, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, the things I'm working on as, you know, I, I don't know, I, I'm not working on night and day, mm. but yeah, I'm getting more aware of that. And I guess also people, when they interact with me, they understand me better. Oh, you're actually not that grumpy or something. Mm. And and I also in Jitsu, I'm kind of passionate about it. And and uh, so it's it's a mixture of everything. And yeah, it's it's it was a rough start, <laughs> but... Uh, in some way, I would even say it was a correct start, mm. uh, because one of the guys uh, also gave me feedback that in uh, first camps, I kind of talked towards only higher belts. Mm. I was talking in a class, but the the, the 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 text what I'm what I was using was meant to higher belts, mm. and he was feeling that. I was like, you actually were correct, because I were talking to higher belts because I wanted their attention. Right. And uh, that's why some people felt like left out, that they didn't mm. get it or something. Mm. You, you were a little bit talking like uh, to the top more, not talking to most of the people. So I, I did that choice uh, like consciously. And uh, uh, was it wrong or right? But let's say now I'm here, you know? Right. And everything has worked out or, you know, it has been great and, you know, so was it right or wrong in that sense? But now we're here, so, yeah. Yeah, it's been an interesting... Uh... <laughs> yeah. It's been an interesting ride, I must say. <laughs> Very. Like from, from, as we said, from the first time we met till even today or where this is going. So, all right, so let's wrap it up here. Cool. Uh, it was, um, so usually I would ask what's next, but we don't know. So we Next gonna... is, uh, like, next is, I know that much, next is Germany tour. Yeah, yeah. But that's, it... in, that's in the near future. Yeah. But uh, we'll just let the universe decide what's happening from here on. Probably it has worked so far, so. Okay. We can just continue doing that. Good, Prit. It's a pleasure talking to you. Me too. Glad we finally me too, did it. talking to me.
<laughs> Let's typical free answer would be. <laughs> All right. That's it for the interview with Pred. As always, if you want to check out some of the older episodes, uh, just go to bjjglobetrotters.com slash podcast. On the website, you can also find everything about like everything else we do, which is quite a lot. Um, and make sure to join our Facebook group called Members of BJJ Globetrotters. Uh, it's super active and we keep it clean from all like spam and advertisements. So um, it's a great place to find uh, connections if you're traveling, looking for a place to train or something like that. Right, I will uh, wrap up this episode and I'm looking forward to seeing you again. It's not seeing you, it's a podcast. But anyway, you, you, you get the point. Um, I'll be back with the next episode within a few months. So until then, have a nice day. <laughs>